Sarah Fisher, if you could describe this dinner with racers, <laughs> why are you laughing? I don't know. Because <laughs> I smile a lot. If you could describe this dinner with racers in one word, what would it be? Pleasant. Well, thank you. You're welcome. And now for Dinner with Racers, presented by Continental Tire. With your hosts, Ryan Eversley and Sean Heckman. Placeholder Radio. Welcome to Dinner with Racers. My name is Ryan Eversley, and my co-host, Sean Heckman, sitting alongside of me. Boy. We're on uh, about the end of the month trip here for our Dinner with Racers tour across America. If we exit now on the freeway, we can go to the Magnolia Plantation. There's like seven signs. They have jams and jellies and Vidalia onion relish. Interesting. Apparently. Interesting. We're working on like mile 8,003 of our trip across 20 states from Georgia all the way to San Francisco, over to Chicago, back down to Fort Lauderdale, and now we're just pulling into Atlanta. Just so that you, the listener, could get 27 different conversations for free in your home, and then you can wonder why we didn't interview some other <laughs> So hope you're proud of yourself. Uh, speaking of which, um, one person that is not an asshole is Sarah Fisher. Sarah Fisher's a badass. Yeah. I, I absolutely loved this interview. We didn't know her at all. We're friends with, uh, with Bree Rents, who does PR for uh, the team that Sarah manages and, and owns. And we sat down at a sushi place. Sarah couldn't wait to go because she has kids now. And doesn't get to eat out as much because she's constantly chasing after them. If you don't know the history of Sarah Fisher, really, really cool story. Uh, started her career sort of in the in the short track oval circuit. Did a lot of sprint car, uh, quarter midgets, that kind of thing, uh, going young. And moved up to the World of Outlaw series and then got picked up by our very own Derek Walker. Uh, to run in indie cars for a few years. Uh, accomplished several feats uh, when she was in IndyCar. Third woman to qualify for the Indy 500. First woman to complete a full season in IndyCar competition. First woman, I believe, to get a podium. First woman to get a pole. Ton, a ton of cool things. And then, you know, managed to have a several-year driving career. Only to then decide she wanted to run a team and focus on that and let other people drive. Uh, and and what is now CF8 Tracing that she runs right. is incredibly successful. They just had a stellar year with Joseph Newgarden winning a couple of races. Really, really cool woman. Super funny, which I don't know that we expected. Yeah, I didn't know anything about her, honestly, other than the, the career highlights. So I was really excited to get to know her personality, hear some of the things that she uh, regretted uh, throughout the course of her career, whether it was on the management side or on the driver's side. And then also just to uh, cut up with her a little bit about being a racer and uh, growing up in that area. We hear about her uh, Ferrari collection. Right. She does, uh, makes millions and millions of dollars, apparently. Yep. So we went to Tegri Bistro out in Indianapolis, which uh, apparently is a thing. Apparently that is the sushi place to go, which we didn't realize. I had a rainbow roll and one of the signature house rolls. And I had a chicken sandwich. <laughs> and uh, we had a good time. So here's the lovely Sarah Fisher. Thanks to Continental Tire for supporting us. Meow. All right, we're going to start in five, four, three, two. It's over here. It's <laughs> the one with the headsets. So, hey, how are you? Hi, I'm Ryan. Nice to meet you. 
I'm locked hey, in. Up? I'd stand up, but I can't. Hey, how are you? So, you good? I'd hug you, but I'm all mic'd in. Yeah. So, yeah you Hello, Sean. Liar. I can't really stand, but I'm good. Uh, you got us on a good day. Sean didn't sleep last I, night. I didn't sleep last night. Neither did I. Oh, good. So we're on the same Let's level. Let's cross-reference. Okay. Why didn't you sleep? Because my IndyCar team isn't, uh, no. Um, uh, I, I uh, run a video production business, yeah. and we have a bad deadline that we're up against right now. Oh, so it's because my four-year-old daughter peed the bed, but. Well, I got Ryan. <laughs> so yeah, I did the same. <laughs> <laughs> Excited. You How's want to mic up and tell us why? Oh, yeah. You, this like, is get on camera. First, uh, now. we're off to a great start. <laughs> it's like, wait, <laughs> there's a. Wait, I'm already on. Get your headset on now. Yeah, there we go. Because so, so what is Indianapolis sushi like? Because I, I live in California, and so like we, we we're inherently snobby about it. No, we're inherently so snobby about it. Like, you know. oh, they can't know. But it seems fairly authentic. Yeah, they fly it in from the same place. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> No, I, I just, I really like sushi, so, you know, this is one of the better places in town. Nice. So, um, that's why we drove here from the shop to... Is this a, how far is this from the shop? Uh, 20 minutes. Oh, a little so bit of a drive. Yeah. Have, uh, w uh, we were at Walker Racing yesterday. Uh, how close are you there? Uh, Walker Racing, I don't know, 15 minutes. Oh, okay. So, so not, we're, not, we're pretty close. not exactly next door, though. Yeah. We went to, uh, where, what was that sandwich place called? BBI, BBI Deli. And I think uh, I've been there. Bree knows it. <laughs> I've been there with an old engineer that I probably don't want to talk about. Let's get into it. All <laughs> right, there it is. <laughs> yeah, there we go. Here we go. So, well, thank you for coming. Thanks. Thanks for you having me. Don't know us and have no idea what the hell we're doing here. Yeah. Yeah. So, like, you're going to record me chewing loudly and everything. Mm -hmm. Yeah, okay. it makes for the best, uh, best kind All of right. podcasting. That's great. Yeah. So. This is probably the only music, background music that we're not going to get sued for. Yep. Because we've been in restaurants where you can actually hear Metallica like perfectly through the headphones, or like, oh. yeah, this will be fun. Well, <laughs> I kind we thought about maybe going to Dawson's because that's one of um, like Speedway, Indiana. That's one mm -hmm. of the like, it's like one of the, the places yeah. to go to, right? Yeah. Um, but it's really loud in there. Right. So, I was, I well, thanks for thinking of us. So You're the one. If we, if we <laughs> <laughs> I'm the one to think about that. <coughs> if we went okay. to Dawson's right now, would there be like some late '80s indie car driver at the bar, just like? Mm -hmm. Putting them back, like chugging it out. Could have been a Penske driver. Uh, no, I, I don't know. They they have more. Um, there's more like meetings that happen. There's because uh, there's a lot of growth on Main Street, so you have uh, people coming in there that are maybe doing business on Main Street, or you have a lot of the IndyCar um, like office folks, or you know some IMS office folks, and then some people from the town of Speedway. So you still have the old older Speedway residents right. coming sure. in. Um, so it's it's pretty mixed up in there. Now is that a, is that a place you try to avoid because it means like you always have to be on your game and like oh yeah how are you I give a shit. Does that mean <laughs> I do give a shit. That's okay. The difference. Do you? All right. <laughs> <laughs> um, no. Yeah. Yes. To a certain extent. Yeah. You probably shouldn't be telling deals. You know what you're going to be doing the next year just out and about. Over a beer. Sure. Is there like yeah. a racer bar here where we could find like an old like 90s IRL guy that's just like run down and um you know I will tell you this I know Robin Miller uh takes <laughs> out a group something of old, <laughs> old and run down right no. oh I t he takes out a group of um old racer guys I, I don't they're not as much drivers as they are more like media guys but right. a couple couple of the older drivers go out to Irea's okay. it's um it's uh, like an Italian 
it's an Italian place. <laughs> uh, and it's downtown, um, kind of downtown east, southeast side. So you'll you'll see them there. I think they go every like Tuesday during May, and some other schedule. I, he tried to tell me once. Uh, I think maybe he was trying to suck me in, but. Right. I'm still in my 30s, so <laughs> I'm like, no, I'm okay. I'm fine. <laughs> I'm so is it that. just like every angry codger that lives in the area, or, or, or is it? Uh, <laughs> does, he, does he try and get like a hip people group that are in town? Okay. You know, still the angry folks that are here. I'm sure. Um, you know, I caught Al Unser Jr. at Dawson's once, but he was taking his mom to lunch. Right. Okay. So that that didn't count. I don't think. I'm supposed to race with him in the 25 hours of Thunder Hill coming up. Are you really? Yeah. I love I him. Is he cool? He is really cool. He helped me a lot when yeah. I started uh, driving uh, Indy cars. And him and his dad um, were just fantastic. I and mean, they, they really spoke my language, right. I guess. You know, whereas, so it was um, Alan Sir Sr. and then Johnny Rutherford were the two, like, driver coaches that right. IndyCar had hired. And uh, JR and I really didn't, like, click so much sure. as uh, – Al and Sir and I just really like just spoke the same language and uh, just really got along well. And so when I first came to IndyCar, um, you know, I learned a lot from from them, those two. Who are the current IndyCar coaches now? Because I know they always like to have people in the mix. Um, I know Johnny Rutherford is there. Still doing it. Uh, a little he does drives pace car, and then um, you know, they have uh, Johnny Unser comes in every night. He was there in May. Um, I don't know other than that. Right. Is it uh, one thing about because I, I I don't drive indie cars? What do I know? But is it is you know the cars are so different for those guys compared to what's out there today? Mm -hmm. is, is how much does that their kind of advice translate? Um, you know, I don't know. I think there's so many generalities just in racing that you know as a as like a rookie or someone who's you know facing those to that type of racing right. for the first time you know indie cars all have the same sort of tendencies and the same style i guess sure. of driving sure. um that you know it carries over right. like you know the the older 2011 cars to the cars today they are quite a bit different you know and, and ed has a lot of feedback for that that i wouldn't have because i didn't drive the newer cars right, but right. um you know they're still they still have the same uh, style of driving at least from what i hear so you know some of the advice that like a jr has or an al senior has um you know it, it does carry over to an extent and i think more so than anything is that confidence of going into say like a phoenix as a rookie and hearing from him what you may or may not already kind of know but reassuring that, oh, okay, you know, that's what I'm supposed to be feeling right. and it's actually happening. Okay, check. Right. Uh, whereas I drove uh, Riley and Scott once and it did the <laughs> opposite thing of everything that they did and, it <laughs> and that wasn't right. So <laughs> well, um, We're having dinner with Bill Riley on Sunday, so we'll have yeah. to mention that to him. Yeah, no, that's fine. Um, <laughs> it was, it was, uh, that was a struggle. You know, Derek, Derek who I drove for uh, driving the Riley and Scott, we tried really, really hard to figure it out and um, actually Rob Edwards uh, was my first engineer there so Rob and I go back quite a ways right. um, and uh, you know we, we worked extremely hard and I questioned myself when I got in the car because you know I'm working with Al Senior and I'm like man it, that that should you know make <coughs> it that should make it loose or that should make it push right, and right. It, it's doing the opposite thing right. I have no idea what's going on I know I'm better than this like I drove World Outlaw cars I know yeah, yeah. I drive with my butt well that's <laughs> the thing is like you had come from short tracks right so right. I assume that's a pretty different style of driving that required when you jumped yeah. in oh so, yeah so I assume the self-doubt and like 
it. Is I was like, right what technique? am I doing? Right. <laughs> am I right or not? Right. I remember I crashed at Phoenix. Um, I did a lot of really cool stuff at Phoenix. I, I ran around there wide open with a Gen 3 and was uh, running second to Canaan. And I had a lot of fun. I love, I can't believe, I'm so excited we're going back. But um, um, crashed there at Phoenix and in testing in the Riley and Scott. And, uh, you know, Derek, a little... Very intimidating, though. Pulls me into the trailer, and he says, <laughs> um, I got some good news and bad news. And this was, like, my first or second test with him. Right. Like, oh, he's going to fire me. Fired. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I'm done. Yeah. It's over. Yeah. Um, and he says, well, uh, the bad news is, is um, you know, we are not going to fix the Riley and Scott. Like, oh, God, what's the good news? Right. He's like, the good news is we have a brand new Delara sitting at home nice, waiting for nice. you. And I'm like, yeah. yes! <laughs> 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 this is going to be awesome. So, anyways, it's... Uh, yeah, I'm a big Delara fan. We <laughs> we had lunch with uh, Derek Walker yesterday, and uh, he didn't, even though he had completely committed to us, uh -huh. had, he had no idea what we were doing yeah. there. Yeah, this yeah. doesn't seem like his style. Yeah, no, no he, he actually <laughs> told Sean like an hour before we got there mm -hmm. via email, like, oh, the recording equipment won't be necessary. We'd had like um, five wait. emails back and forth, like, okay, oh we're coming no. on this day, blah, blah, blah. And he's like, okay. And then yesterday morning, he's like, looking forward to our meeting. I'm like, yeah, so we'll show up about a half hour early to set up. You know, we'll have our audio gear. Oh, well, the audio gear isn't necessary. Um, I, I think it is. That's the point of <laughs> yeah, a podcast. Exactly. But the funny thing is, as you mentioned, he's, he's intimidating. He basically, like, we had our headsets on, and we're in his office, and we're both kind of like, uh. Oh, you did it at his office? Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, right there and that little room table. has not changed. Well, it's actually a fairly big room. Right. With the, you know, gray table and everything. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Okay. So we, we sit artwork. down, and he's kind of standing like not yelling at us, but like talking he's to, talking. like yeah. he's talking to Get us. Get it figured you know, out, like, boys. Here's what we're doing. <laughs> right. And uh, he didn't have his headset on yet, and we could hear him really well. So we're like, are we going to record? Gonna, are we <laughs> going <laughs> to tell him to put the headset on? Is I don't want to tell legal? him to do anything. You know, it's like, uh, you can put that on if you want. He's like, ah, oh, fine. Oh. And then he just basically berated our sandwich choice for an hour. Yeah. Yeah. We yeah. went. We went to BBI Deli. We didn't like. Well, that was the other thing. We're we like, just oh, bought for sandwiches like, for him. Yeah. No yeah. idea. So yeah. we 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 asked the main guy there, like, all right, imagine you're like from the United Kingdom and you're angry all the time. <laughs> what what kind of sandwich would you want? So he gave he gave us like three or four different options to uh -huh. just give to him, and he liked a zero. Oh, that's all right. That's Scottish. It, yeah. You know. Yeah. <laughs> right. So did he call people Muppets when you drove for him? Um, that sounds familiar. Yeah, yeah. yeah. he likes okay. that expression a lot. Yeah, yeah. So we're not special. No. no. No, I was called far worse. <laughs> 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 I wrecked plenty of Derek's cars, and he kept putting me in race cars. So I love that old guy. He's um, he means a lot to me. So he'll do exactly what he says, and uh, he did just that. So you know, we we didn't leave on the best of terms, but um, you know, I'm I'm really glad that he got to come to IndyCar for a little while because that we got to become friends again. And um, you know, I I wouldn't be here if it wasn't for him. So. Did you enjoy his style of management in the series, or do you think he wasn't cut for it? Oh, put me right on the spot. Damn. <laughs> Here we go. We haven't even ordered any sushi yet. Yeah, so um, he's a scumbag right now. <laughs> no, no I th that's such a hard job to be put in, honestly. And um, it's really hard to judge anyone who hasn't been there for more than um, five years. That's honestly exactly what he said. He's God. like, I wasn't there long enough to yeah. really get in the position to do it you right. You don't have time to change. And granted, <coughs> I have never had a normal job. So as far as um, advising someone <laughs> for working for someone else, I can't do that right, yeah. properly. So uh, who am I to say? But, you know, if you're hired to be put in a position um, to take over and to run an operation, you can't do that. 
you know, the way you want it to be run uh, within the first couple years, right, right. you know, so especially an organization that's as big and as broad and as big thinking as we need to be. Right. Um, I think he did a good job and um, I'm extremely sad to see him leave, yeah. um, you know, but it, it is what it is. And he was handed, a, he was handed a lot. So, sure. yeah. um, and that is an extremely stressful job and, and <laughs> what little Harry he has. I'm glad he still has it. <laughs> <laughs> well, and I, I assume it's a difficult environment in the sense that between series management, team owners, I assume everyone's got an opinion and as far as they're concerned, they're right. Mm -hmm. um, and I assume that from the outside looking in, it seems like that's a big problem as far as infighting and everybody's got their own sort of sense Well, of here's the do. problem. Racing is all about uh, each individual that's in the sport is, is a winner outside of the sport, right? Yeah. So you drive for all these different owners um, who are winners in business outside sure. of racing. Yep. So you got all these champions. They come in and they, they all expect to win. Yeah. And they all, they all are very, very good at business, whatever business it is. Right. So they come in here and they know what they're doing. So they're all successful. So they right. come in and, of course, they know what they're you know, saying. I'm exactly right because sure. I'm a successful individual and this is what you should do. Right. Oh, man, how are you going to deal with that? We, <laughs> you know, both of us work in sports car racing primarily, and oftentimes mm -hmm. we get paired up with a, either a wealthy guy's or co-driver or his son or oh, that'd daughter. Be, that'd be hard. And, and it's like <laughs> kind of like a little league syndrome, little league dad syndrome. Yeah. And yeah. oftentimes that dad is very successful at something away from racing and has never been a part of it. And then you have to kind of, you know, nurture that relationship with him and keep him interested. And we've honestly said that about a hundred times yeah. throughout the series <laughs> of this podcast. So it's funny that you recognize that as well from mm -hmm. your side, because it's absolutely true. Like, I know what I'm doing. I've made millions of dollars. Mm -hmm. Why aren't we winning? Yeah. yeah. You know. Yeah. Is that one of your challenges? Because, I mean, you come from a racing background, not a business background, as far mm -hmm. as I understand. Mm -hmm. um, and so I assume when it comes to commercial management, the advertising side of, of the, you know, I'm sure you know how to run a race team. But um, how hard is the commercial side to really be successful at right now? Uh, it, well, it's tough, you know, because you try to you try to weigh it on um, differentiating yourself. Yeah. And the problem with racing is, you know, we, our competition isn't just other racing series. I mean, we're buying for um, you know customers that have all kinds of entertainment options. Yeah. So we have to be uh, we have to be different. We have to be yeah. good in all sorts of ways. We have to be really good in the digital world. Um, we have to be good. <laughs> so what did, uh, I think it was Chip said in an owner's meeting once, social digital things. <laughs> God love him. <laughs> He's trying hard. Um, I got to follow. Got to get those social digital <laughs> things <laughs> moving. <laughs> we got to have those to be that successful. We need marketing. <laughs> <laughs> Guys, you want to see, I have 500 followers. <laughs> <laughs> he probably has more than that, doesn't he? I don't know. I, yeah. I should probably know that because I'm one of the younger ones, right? Um, but. Anyways, you know, we, it's such tough competition and everybody has, um, it's like, you know, pe kids these days, they don't even care so much about driving. Yeah. Like I've, I've seen polls where, you know, at 16, kids aren't gung-ho to go get their driver's license. Yeah, they don't license. care anymore. Right, yeah. I was driving at 12. Right, and exactly. And that country was like, come on, let me same. go. Yeah, same. It's just such a different uh, world today that uh, we have to adapt really well to that. Right. And uh, I think we're, we're doing that. It's just taking a little bit of time. Right. Well, to your point, the car culture has changed quite a bit, but I think... Um, commercially speaking, the advertising culture outside of racing has completely changed. And like yeah. I said, it's like you say, a digital mm -hmm. space. So if somebody has a marketing budget, they don't 
necessarily have to slap it on the side of a race car and hope that the advertising value is worth it. Mm -hmm. the, the ways you can digitally engage that same amount that of money is very That was gone years ago. So, yeah, exactly. You know, so. that was that that was gone five years ago, right. if not more than that. Right. You know, the value of having a sticker on the side of the car. I think that uh, that carries a, a huge weight at, like, the Indianapolis 500. Yep. Um, where, you know, ABC, ESPN, they're going in, what is it, the f I saw the press release, like, the 52nd year um, of coverage, and, and there's such brand notoriety right. uh, in that. Like Century 21, when I was working with them last year, yeah. I mean, that was kind of their, their goal and, and thought process was, okay, if we, if we need brand recognition, we need to do it there uh, so we can get the word out. But all the other races, you know, we can just be, you know, kind of a small sticker, and then we're going to spend all this money on all this hospitality and, you know, right. working with, um, you know, like our brokers and stuff and you know, do more of the entertainment side and right. trying to do business alongside of the racing. So right. uh, it wasn't so much about the sticker, but about all the other things that, right. you know, we can offer. Um, well, so as a team trying to differentiate yourself from other teams or other entertainment venues or whatever it is, what are some of the things you guys have to throw together to, to make it work? I'm not telling you that. All right. <laughs> <laughs> Burn. Damn, she's on fire. <laughs> it's no, not even 12. I, I'm just kidding. It's um, it's just like being creative. But you're not. I, no, I'll give you. I'll give you one example. I'll give you one example. We did this, and I'll, I give credit to my guys uh, that I, I have uh, employed for years. Um, one of them. Um, okay, I'll give you two examples because I I love the first idea. So um, one of the guys that has been on my team since day one. He was my first, like, mechanical hire. I don't know. We call him MacGyver. But he had the idea when I crashed at Indy the first year, ran into Tony Kanaanis. He was spinning with Marco, and Marco was probably on his head. It's normal. Um, you know, he, he had this idea that we should cut up the side pod that wasn't fixable and, like, send it to – because these fans created this viral campaign to, um, you know, give me some money because right. I had yeah. a sponsor to default. We all know this story. So this – this guy had the idea, okay, let's cut up the Tide Pod in little one-by-one one pieces and send it to all yeah. the people that you have addresses on file for, uh, for a check. So, you know, darn you, in 2008, if you gave me cash, I didn't give you a piece <laughs> of the car. Yeah, right. like I'm sorry. One guy that <laughs> you know, was like, what the like, hell? Damn it, I gave you a $500 <laughs> cash. Um, anyways, so that was a great, great thing um, that you can that you could do. And then, like, um, this last couple of years, we had uh, – a s the CEO of the company on the grid at the 500 and my gearbox guy comes up to me and he says hey what about having him start the car it, would that be okay could I do that I was like oh my god you're genius <laughs> yes please do that so you know he's sitting there with him and he shows him how and granted he's not going to just walk away and let the CEO be in charge sure, like, right, okay, right. it's on you <laughs> yeah, okay. well I um, didn't do it yeah, yeah Joseph didn't even know about it so <laughs> sorry buddy yeah. <laughs> um, you know just stuff like that that just makes you different makes you special right, yeah. I think being genuine and honest um, and being sincere in the brand that you sell them it has to f it has to fly it has to be what it is you know you can't um you can't go out there and say you know oh i'm the girl next door and then show up and be stuffy and yeah. you know tell sure. them to go to hell when they ask you for something i think you're the first team owner in history that talked about a marketing idea and literally didn't take credit for it 
Really? I'll give you credit. Oh yeah. <laughs> maybe maybe that's Indy car. I don't know. I did that then. <laughs> I told I told our Rocks guy, you make sure he starts the car. Um, <laughs> it was such a great idea though that we even put it in um, we even put it in one of our sales things like as an asset. Now like every on team. the grid experience. You know? Yeah, that's yeah, so yeah. cool. Every team right now is like, yeah, we oh, do yeah, that. We're gonna oh, have totally do that. So yeah. now I oh, thought about probably it. Probably gonna be a rule now. IndyCar is gonna write in. You know, an official team member has to start the car on the grid because Sarah's out there letting CEOs. Six cars didn't make the start. <laughs> broken starter gear. Damn you, Sarah. <laughs> Figure it out. Well, it's, it, that's all part of, you know, when you don't have other things being strong, you have to make up for other areas right. and you have to, you know, support it. So just right. have to be creative. And uh, I'm really lucky because the individuals I have working for me uh, help me do that. Right. And as it's, a, it's our responsibility as leaders to hire people better than us, you know, right? So... Um, I was once good at driving, <laughs> so then when I decided to stop that and become the manager of people of sorts, right. I had to hire people better than me at, you know, whether that was, you know, uh, being marketing or sales or, right. or right. crew chiefing or working on cars or, you know, being an accountant or whatever, all those things. I've even run payroll before, and that stinks. I never want to do that again. <laughs> I understand. Going to have to do that for a little bit at the uh, carding center, but yeah. that's only temporary, so i got to hire somebody for that. There's too many people. So you stopped driving in 2010? Yeah. yeah. Right. Uh, you did your homework or you're Googling right now? That's no, cool. I, I, sure. I, I, actually, wow, you're not at I'm all. I'm not. I am, yeah. in fact, <laughs> watching audio <laughs> levels. Who was it that called you out for that? Oh, you know uh, Kenny Sargent from the Speed Freaks? Sure. <laughs> yes, I do. Um, <laughs> neither did High Sean. Five. High yeah. five. <laughs> I like that. I know a lot of people. I don't yeah, it's all right. Yeah, he, uh, I can't remember what you knew off the top of his head but he's like I that's bullshit googled it yeah <laughs> like just mad about <laughs> it yeah, he's <laughs> like sorry i know <laughs> f all about you man so <laughs> Jesus. Uh. hey it's better to google than to not sure right sure, sure, it's sure. better than showing up and talking to somebody and being a total well dumbass. Yeah, i wish i had night. my ipad right here because i would start googling all of you but i at least learned a little bit about you from her oh not no. so much about you uh -huh. no little, you'd have to look up like edge. criminal records in the state of california would be the only way you could find stuff on me but uh, just a little it was just a little not a lot <laughs> Don't well, <laughs> funny enough, no, so we we were Googling you earlier, just make sure there wasn't something we didn't know about. And, and we saw things like, well, that's not true. Um, but then it was like, well, oh, sh maybe well, it okay, is. Well, so okay, I go back to the not true stuff. Because yeah. you can Google things about me, and there's things that pop up that are definitely not true. Hmm, interesting. Huh. Have you Google yes. image so. searched yourself? Uh, yes, I have. Don't do that. <laughs> that's bad. <laughs> about halfway down the page is a picture that I'll just go ahead and say it because you better be out in front of it, right? Yeah, right. Halfway down the page is an image of me in like this white sports bra yes, or something. Yep. Oh, yep. God. Yep. Yeah. That's Clint Briney's fault. Clint, when you're out there, that is all your fault, dude. That's it. Oh, yeah. Yes. yeah. Oh, God. Nice. He told me the reason we're taking this is so that I can drop in logos. <laughs> that. That is not That's what he amazing. was doing. <laughs> Done. Is it Anyways. is it frustrating that the third name that came up under it, it's like people also search for? Yeah. Who do you think it was? Uh, is it Sarah Fisher from Degrassi? Oh no, that's Danica so sweet. Patrick. No, I would have thought that's that's awesome that you thought it'd be another Sarah Fisher, <sighs> but it's Milka Duno. Milka Duno. Oh well, it, well. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> Can we order some sushi now? Like, I'm really <laughs> hungry. Bree, what did you get me into? <laughs> Well, to to I really would rather talk about DP. Yeah, <laughs> to your credit, we were like, oh, that sucks. Yeah, we felt bad. Yeah, it's so. okay. What's your thoughts That's on just because uh, I'm not doing as much uh, SEO with my website. I guess I should get on that. <laughs> what about um, 
I'll ask you guys because sure. you would maybe know. Well, this is our podcast. Yeah, sure. But okay. Don't, don't you we'll dare. this one. Don't try and this call, Yeah, don't hijack this. <laughs> I'm sorry. Right. You got enough on your plate. That's what happens. <laughs> I'm so sweet when I come in, and then it's just, you know, I just sort of like gradually leave, yeah, like take it over. I need a drink. Uh. My, my face is just covered in blood for no reason. I think we're ready to order. Yeah, sure. I want to ask you about young girls that I'm seeing on social media that want to be race car drivers. What do you say to... As a professional woman in the industry, knowing all the stuff you had to go against, and you were like the third female to race an IndyCar, so you probably got it the worst of anybody in modern day, like the this is a man's sport or, you know, can a girl hang and all that stuff. What What does it say to you when you see a young girl that's posting things on social media or her website or marketing herself as like a sex symbol by like literally having a helmet covering her naked body or like laying next to a race car in a bikini and they're like putting all that crap out there. Does that diminish some of the value you've brought it by not having to use sex to sell yourself and not having to use the, I'm the beautiful woman way to go? Well, I just ask you one question. Sure. Do guys do that? That's exactly what I said. Like she posted a picture. Do you see Joseph Newgarden out there with a helmet in front of his little thing? Right. No, not. I just said that the wrong way. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. <laughs> He was, I'm sure he was in the Do pool. You, he was in the pool. You know, I, I that that's just what you know. For me to go out and be like, okay, I'm an equal. Right. I have to treat myself as an right. equal. And and I, you know, I, everybody's different. Everybody has their own brand. I get that. Um, you know, Janet Guthrie and I talk about this all the time because um, I look up to her so much, and she's my idol, and she really, she really set the stage for all of us, yeah. you know, um, to, to do Daytona and Indy. She's the first in my mind, and, um, you know, getting her take on it, I, I feel supported in that opinion, and, um, you know, it's like when ESPN magazine is, uh, does the, the naked spread or whatever, mm -hmm. I don't know what they call that. There's some nice word for it. Um, but when they feature athletes out of clothes, the idea of that is to show the power of athletes. Right, right. And they do it across the board. They yeah. do it with, you know, race car drivers. Right. They do it with, you know, basketball people. They do it um, and they show men. They show women. Right. I don't know what other people are athletes or breeds, but whatever. Cows, chickens, whatever. Whatever, yeah. yeah monkeys, I'm not sure. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so... You know, that, that has a different take. That's right, a different spin. Right, right. Um, but to do it, to appeal to, you know, the sexy nature, like I'm trying to put myself alongside of Mario Andretti. Right. I don't see Mario Andretti out there putting naked pictures of himself right. on the interwebs. Yeah, exactly. So, um, you know, I don't know. It, I don't know. I'm not really for that. That's not my brand. Yeah, but everybody's different. Sure. My take is, is that I think that I've got a better chance of getting an opportunity if I'm posting results or pictures of trophies mm -hmm. than, like, pictures of me in a bikini, which we all know would be amazing. I but mean, you'd get a lot of sponsors I'd that get way. a lot of hits, that's for sure. It'd be a viral <laughs> thing. Yeah, sponsors, um, maybe not so much. Hits, for sure. Yeah. <laughs> um, that's kind of my take on that. It's just frustrating yeah. to see. Well, it certainly, like certainly doesn't differentiate yourself anymore, does it? Yeah, no. Yeah. You know, I mean, that, that um, granted... You know, Danica was a little bit of that brand when she came out, yeah. you know, with her FHM and some of the other things that she did. And, and she tried to do it very tastefully, you know, the Shape magazines and Sports Illustrated, you know, all those things. She, um, So it was a different brand, and, and GoDaddy used that for their brand awareness, and mm -hmm. that was a successful platform. So to go that way and to take that to the next step, it's really not 
you know, that doesn't make you different. Right. you got to find yeah. something else sure. to make you unique and different. I see guys that want to become professional race car drivers, and they're posting pictures next to their Ferrari that their dad bought them or whatever, and I'm like, yeah, you're not getting hired. Yeah. Like, nobody <laughs> thinks you need a break. <laughs> Nobody's going to pay you. Yeah, exactly. That's for sure. exactly. I won't pay you. Yeah. I'm going to ask you for money. <laughs> yeah, right. Exactly right. <laughs> hey, buddy, sell that so that I yeah. can help pay for this Delaro over here. you give me that. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> I forget. Somebody – I had a, a party at my house uh, for – the month of May, and I hosted the Dollar General folks um, several several years ago. I'm getting older, but, you know, and they came to my house, and there's a small outbuilding Thank that you. eventually my little brother-in-law, Kyle, made into a race shop, which okay. I don't know how he did it, but <laughs> it's like, you know, uneven concrete floors, and, like, it used to be an old pole barn, and right. <laughs> he put in extra lights and a fan, and Just boom. It. Yeah. yeah, it's workable, right? But So it was this outbuilding, and, you know, we had, like, our boat in there, and just storage, right? right? It's yeah. got, like, our mower in it, and <laughs> you know, whatever. We're on two acres. we got to have the tools to run the house. And uh, I remember one of the executives from Dollar General was like, ah, you know, is your Ferrari out there? Ha ha. I'm like, no. It's my Honda <laughs> That's <mower. laughs> Yeah. <laughs> you know, all of my Ferrari toys are at the race shop. You know, that's right. what I got to raise money for is my race cars, right. you know. Um, so, I don't know. Yeah, I, d I just, there's classy and then there's bragging. And right. I try to be more of the classy style, I guess. Sean's I brag all the time. Sean's sort of new to social media. And so I've been on this road trip, which has been going new on for my own brand. New for, yeah. Just I have plenty of clients. He actually, he actually runs people's social media, but that doesn't mean he's like using but it to interact for himself. Yeah, I, I, I live in the world of PR where I believe I should be behind the scenes yeah. until I start hosting podcasts. And uh, so I, I just barely got on my own Twitter account like, what, a month ago? Yeah, and you're on Instagram. You just, you're yeah, a Twitter too. newbie? Fairly, yeah. I mean, I, it's, I'm not new personally to Twitter in the sense I've done it for clients for years, but mm. the, the, for the Sean own, Heckman Sean Twitter Heckman account, account is new. That's yeah, okay. Yeah. My husband Andy has no Twitter, has no Facebook, yeah. has none of that. He wants to stay away from it, but he's always Googling us. He's smart. Huh. He's smart. It takes yeah. up so much time. It's yeah. like a curse. So Sean and I have spent the last 20-something days. 30 almost. Yeah, yeah, in a car together driving around the country. And so I've been explaining to him, like, in fits of rage, like, things that drive me crazy about anything. And he's not listening the whole time. Yeah, because I could give two shit. Yeah. But, but one of the <laughs> things that we came up with was um, the humble brag thing that you see that people do all the time, which is like the thing that drives me crazy is the no big deal hashtag, like doing something unbelievable, no big deal. And it's like, just no, it is a day. big deal. Yeah. You just like, you know, drove a Ferrari for the first time or something like that. Yeah. And uh, so we've gone the opposite direction with Sean's account. So mm -hmm. like we stopped at the world's biggest truck stop in Iowa. I'm sure yeah. you've been there. Highway oh, I-80 that. Yeah, yeah. I've been there. Oh, you've actually been there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Dude, I race sprint cars. Oh, yeah, you yeah, know, of course, like yeah. We were in a box van yeah, across yeah, yeah. town, like right. hauling yeah, our little sprint car trailer. just a yeah. few miles out of Newton. Yeah. So. Yeah, yeah. Yep. Been there, check. So, of course, that was my humble brag. Yeah, and he's got, like, this just, just total, like, no big deal, you know, so no crappy deal. selfie <laughs> of him, like, all, like, <laughs> grinning, like, a suck it. Yep. And, yeah, so we've gone that direction with Sean. So his things have been, like, uh, worked for 30 hours straight, laid on a deadline, yeah. no yep. big deal. <laughs> yeah. Sunday morning color correction sesh. <laughs> Oh, man. I wish Twitter existed when I, like, back in the day. <laughs> Probably not. No. Yeah. <laughs> you yeah, might have gotten yourself in trouble. That's yeah, that's true. Oh, you're going to get yourself in trouble on this one. Yeah, I love it. That's okay. So Not really. Well, it's gonna, there's going to be no, dozens of What she's saying is that no one's going to hear it. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. <laughs> she's like, no, not concerned. <laughs> at least eight Not people. concerned at all. Not concerned at <coughs> it. Nope. Eight people will listen. Well, six if you take out our parents. Yeah. 
So kind of going back in time a little bit, um, one of the things that came up on Wikipedia that we were surprised about, because the way it's written doesn't make sense, but then after I saw, I, I, I found the footage, I was like, okay, I do remember that now, that you tested for McLaren. Yeah, that's silly, isn't it, how it's worded? I well, don't it, know it, who edited that, it, it but anybody can edit Wikipedia, sure. right? Oh, we've... We've made oh, that we a thing. Have you tried to edit my Wikipedia? No. No, we, no, you if, seem like a nice person. You haven't, <laughs> done anything, you haven't done anything to warrant the, it. But uh, just a little bit of background <laughs> on Sean and I. We have a Sean hosts a podcast for the 24 Hours Daytona for Magnus Racing, and it okay. gets like a, you know thousands and thousands of visitors it's over the race. From the pits for all 24 hours, it's a whole oh. thing. And, so and our fans are nuts. Yeah, so. and it's a webcam thing, and you basically bring on guests all the time. You've been on it, haven't you, Bree? Yeah. So um, – Literally, we just got on a tirade about Gustavo Jakobin, who's a driver that's been crashing a lot of people and then, like, bragging about it. Like, he literally, yeah. like, wrecked people and then, like, quoted Senna. So that yeah. happened. So in our, like, boredom, we're like, hey, does anybody want to go uh, edit Gustavo Jakobin's Wikipedia page? And immediately it was like, <gasps> just, like, pages of changes until the point where they locked out his account. So if you Google, like, Wikipedia, him, it was, like, a page unavailable right oh, now. Wow. Yeah. yeah. So that's what we did. So, yeah. no, we wouldn't do that to you. You seem like a normal person. Okay, thanks. But on your Wikipedia page, it says tested a Formula One car, no real information, and then says was the fastest woman at Indy at a 229 average. You're like, yeah. that, that, no, they didn't run the oval, you know, in an yeah. F1 car. Like, they no, ran the road doesn't course. doesn't make sense. Yeah. yeah. However, when I saw the footage, I'm like, that's right. She drove the McLaren. So mm -hmm. how did that, I mean, it came about because you were sponsored by Tag Heuer at mm -hmm. the time. Yep. Was that just something that you never thought would happen? Because, I mean, not only was it a Formula One car, it's one of the best ones at the time. Yeah. No, Kimi Raikkonen was pissed off, good, actually. Good. <laughs> he was so mad. <laughs> I remember because it was his backup car. Um, yeah. Anyways. You should have walled that thing like on the inlet. Oh, like man. Just smeared it off the oval. And you could tell. My I bad. was so nervous. Yeah. It was just a kind of a PR stunt, right. really. Yeah. You know, and um, just to draw some attention to IndyCar racing and um, and to tag Hoyer and to their partnership and to, you know, the F1 race and American and just, yeah. you know, it's more about PR than actually testing right. a car. But you wouldn't believe the amount of effort that went into making those three little laps happen. <laughs> it was insane. The amount of people involved yeah. and everything, yeah. Um, but I went over to, you know, the shop and that was when Ron Dennis was still there. Yeah. And I was in. I, I was so nervous because I'm like, I have no background to be here. Right. I never raced road courses right. other than like world karting, WK well, like go karts. Good for yeah. you for saying that though, because so many other people can go down that road and be like, yeah, you know, I'm testing enough. No big deal. Yeah. Testing no, for the day. You know, and like you actually right. say, oh, I like, got to I, drive I the non-existent simulator, um, which was <laughs> awesome, <laughs> badass for the time. Um, and you know, I so I'm, I'm so nervous because I'm like, I've just ran in D500. Like there's so many cooler drivers that should be sitting here but debatable on the cooler maybe more experienced whatever sure i don't know but i sat down and ron dennis had a freaking model of steve kinzer in his office i'm oh. like yes score oh, i'm at home yeah and he's like hey you know i know your background i know you race sprint cars you know welcome he's like over. wearing your shirt i'm like, like neon colors <laughs> yeah, yeah he knows who i am this is incredible <laughs> i am so excited and so he made me feel right at home and you know love him or hate him on the political side of running teams and all that stuff like i'm i don't want to get into that because i, I like have him. no idea and i don't study yeah, the guy sure. but um, he made me feel so at home and, and um, just, you know, I, f I just felt really um, welcome. And so they, you know, obviously walked me through the shop because they had to, uh, they had to fit a seat for me and everything. I had to. Yeah. Um, three laps. Yeah, I know. Yeah. They, and they made fake pedals. 
uh, faces. For, right. I mean, they really got into this yeah. project. It's like three laps. Like if if stock cars did that, like they'd add two by fours. You're right. You know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But you know, put my some foam behind. Right. You. Yeah. Just up. let's yeah. just put a foam. You know, like a moving blanket. Yeah. Um, but. <laughs> um, they made fake pedals. I still have them. I, I don't think they're in my office now, but they used to be. And I mean, they were just like drop on, like real nice TIG welded pieces. Gotta and have them. All the, they said the, you know, the mechanics and the fabricators, they got into it and yeah. they were just so excited and to have me there. And I walked to the shop and um, they had hired a female uh, aerodynamicist at the time. And I, can't, I can't remember her name. She's blonde hair, uh, kind of shoulder length. And it just drives me crazy. I can't remember. I've tried to think of her name for a long time. But so she was there and she, she talked to me for a while. And it was before they had their, you know, their major shop now. So it was right. when it was more like a town. Yeah. Uh, so I got to walk through all the buildings and see everything. And um, and I think it was when Coulthard was driving for him. And he was so nice. Yeah. What an unbelievable guy. Um, he came in and sat with me before the event and in front of all these people. And I'm like, oh, my God, I'm totally this up like <laughs> I'm gonna crash this car and I don't know what I'm doing I don't belong here and uh, but he came out and he's like you know just take it easy you know you're here just for a PR thing you know if you had a real test we would actually sit down with you and you right. know we'd coach you and so just don't worry about it you know nobody's judging you just go out there and how's Indy you know what do you think about it? and he's right. like asking me about my career and he was just really neat um, Kimmy, on the other hand, was like, she can't be driving my backup car. And then <laughs> she crashes it, I'm going to be pissed. And blah, blah, blah. I'm like, whatever. And you know he was mad because he actually showed an emotion. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's like, by the way, never tell anybody I did that. <laughs> <laughs> but Cool Tired was awesome. I had so much fun. And I, so I'm sitting there in, there in the garage, you know, and I'm in the car. And I'm getting ready to go. And, you know, there's no clutch or anything. And there's, like, so many buttons everywhere. And I'm like, if I touch something, it's going to blow up. You know, <laughs> right, like the I just don't want to touch yeah. anything. And there was no traction control. Or there was traction control at the time. I'm sorry, traction control at the time. And so, um, and that was when Montoya was driving, um, right for, uh, for Williams. Williams. Williams, yeah. And um, Montoya and I were rookies together. That was oh when he was like real really super that. cool, right? We, we got to come back to that. Yeah, sorry. Really super cool Montoya times, right? Um. <laughs> Why are you I winking think that at me? <laughs> I think that was ASL for times of change. <laughs> there you go. There you go. Um, so super cool Montoya comes <laughs> flying over as I'm sitting in the car getting ready to go. And he, you know, he'd had a conversation with me beforehand. He's like, Sarah, when you take it into the back stretch and whatever turn like seven or eight that is at the end of it, he's like, you just break like a hundred feet later because it will stop on a dime. I promise you. Right. Like just don't break and just keep counting like count to three and then break and I'm like what are you insane yeah. like this is three laps if yeah. I crash this car <laughs> Kimmy's gonna kill me like right. I, it's, I'm right. dead he's like no I'm deal. serious you gotta do it I'm like because oh, yeah, I whatever. assume the pressure at that point is just don't spin just yeah don't right. just keep right. it just going you know yeah, like right. yeah. but he did say you know you really just gotta go full boat because Alicornicus has got traction control and you're gonna love that right. experience right. so I did that and that was that was really cool um, did it have automatic upshift, or did you actually have to do the paddles? I had upshift, yeah. but it had uh, one button that went from like six to second. Oh wow! All by itself. Yeah. Oh, wow. <laughs> it was awesome. Why not? <laughs> like, why well, didn't yeah. have that in Indy cars? Yeah. I had to look like a stud. Yeah. <laughs> you know, or whatever <laughs> they call that, f a female. I don't know. Whatever. Um, <laughs> anyways, <laughs> he comes flying by in the garage, and here's little Montoya and his little William suit. And he's like, "Go, go!" And he's like running through this crowd of people and like dashes in front of me. And I'm like, "Oh my God!" That's so much pressure from everybody now like he's telling me to go right. and these people are telling me not to anyway so i go down the backstretch and i get on the brakes when i think i should 
and then I have to hit the gas again. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> and then I have to break again to get the corner. <laughs> That's awesome. So he was totally right, but yeah. you know, I, it was just it was fun. But nobody saw that. And if you had oh, they all it, saw that. Oh, yeah. But if you had walled still it, better than walling it, that would have been yeah, exactly. all that was in Wikipedia. Yeah. Like, yeah. It wouldn't have said She's tested. She's the one girl crashed. that crashed. Yeah. It was like crashed an F1 car on <laughs> turn six at 10:30 yeah. p.m. or a.m. Yeah. And they sent uh, they sent me my uniform because uh, they made a uniform for it. Nice. They gave me like driving shoes for it. That's it was so like a cool. big and deal to them. They, they sent really you the bill. No, no, <laughs> they did. It, no, it was really awesome. They sent it, and it was all framed and. Yeah. Um, I think it's still framed at the shop now. Is the F1 my F1 uniform? I don't know. I, I don't have it. Somewhere. I don't know where my F1 test suit is either. <laughs> it wasn't a test. Somewhere it was somewhere. It was like a demo. We'll call it a demo because it wasn't a test. Because the test to me is like going out and like trying to learn if you're. Yay. But it was, it was so neat. I, and I'm so thankful to Tag Heuer for uh, and Jean Christophe uh, Babin for making that happen because that was just unbelievable. Really so neat. So you mentioned that you were rookies with Montoya. Mm hmm. At Indy, I'm assuming you yeah. guys did the same day. He the wasn't a rookie, but they called him one because right, he wasn't right. in IndyCar. It's not fair. He's like three-time <coughs> champ car champion. Sure. He was flat at Indy the third time by, and I'm like, <laughs> well, heard that's that story. the story. Yeah, yeah. we talked to Marshall Pruitt yeah. for a couple hours, yep. and he was saying that the rookie orientation. He basically when <laughs> yeah. they, when they <laughs> told <laughs> you to. <laughs> My dad came back and he's like, "You're gonna get smoked." I'm like, "Thanks, Dad. <laughs> Appreciate it." <laughs> <laughs> Can we sit down with your dad? Mm -hmm. <laughs> he sounds awesome. Oh, yeah. He'll tell the same story like three times, though. Yeah. Was that your dad at every race? It's like, well, you know, you'd win an outlaw race or something. Like, well, you could have won by more. Was he um, that guy? Not really. Um, I, I have the most incredible dad on the planet because there's a lot of people that gave him flack for me growing up being a girl and like these outlaw cars. Because sure. back then, nobody, no girls raced outlaw cars. Yeah. Um, and... You know, as soon as I got in the car, I've, I've had the ability to do it. So then they stopped giving him flack. But at the start, he took all of that heat for me. He never let me experience that. He was out front before I got to before you feel had to it. Thrilled by it. You sure. know what I mean? So he was awesome for that. And he really, um, he had his own business. He was um, self-employed. He's a mechanical engineer by school from Ohio State University. He's very smart, very switched on. And so that, you know, that's uh, self-employed kind of drive is where I g get that. So, yeah. you know, driving across country, going to these sprint car races, that's where I learned about business and taxes and, you know, how to be self-employed and all of that sense. Um, so, you know, it, it just, he always was taking the fall for whatever happened. You know, like say I would, I would do bad and I would mess up on track and he would always be like, well, it's the car, you know, we need to make the car better. Right. Um, and so for that, he was just an awesome dad because of that. And, like, I, I won't ever forget the time that um, he was wrong, actually. Because I kind of knew that, you know, I was making a mistake and he would just take the heat for it mm -hmm. um, in the learning process as a 16, 15-year-old kid. Because that's how old I was. Right. <laughs> um, you know, I, he told me at Attica Raceway Park in Ohio, it's a dirt track, that I could go flat, wide open in this. 410 sprint car with wings go flat wide open and qualifying round the top just do it sarah you can do it yes okay i'm 16 17 whatever i go out there and i just hold that some bitch wide open and f 
<laughs> it is literally stuck. I'm stuck in the fence, nice. all four wheels, like four or five feet off the ground. Right. Okay. And he comes up and he's like, oh my God, are you okay? I'm like, yeah, but you're wrong. Can't go flat it's on a flat. cushion. It's not flat. <laughs> Can't do that. <laughs> and he's laughing, you know, just, but it, uh, yeah, had an incredible experience growing up driving for him, for sure. So now you have two kids. Do you think they're going to end up going racing? Do you think it's in their blood? My or? son will. Yeah. He is. Oh, he's trouble. Yeah. He is trouble. He's 16 months old. And I mean, anything with a steering wheel or anything that moves, he's all about it. Right. Um, anything with a ball, he's just total boy. Yeah. And that's just what a boy is, I guess. And my daughter, I'm not really sure. Um, she really likes racing. She's in love with Joseph Newgarden. So, oh, God. Get in line. I'm stuck with that. No, what? I am stuck <laughs> with that, unfortunately. <laughs> it's a good thing. Um, and so I don't know if she like likes racing in a good way like she wants to do it or just wants to watch it or, right. or what so we'll see and i can't tell him no because <laughs> that's what i did forever so we'll just have to make cars safer do you think you'll be the parent that's like you can flat the cushion just do it oh yeah yeah for Absolutely. sure yeah, we'll you'll, fix it. you'll send uh, your kid into a fence so yeah you bet um so i'll tell you a quick story so andy's little brother kyle um i've known their family since kyle was eight years old oh i could eat that <laughs> oh, that's all going to go in my belly. <laughs> <laughs> um, for those listening at home, nothing's changed. We're not sure what she's talking about. Yeah. <laughs> they just put a big uh, <laughs> couple rolls of sushi in front of me, Thank you. and it's amazing. Yours looks good, too. Yeah, it does If I nice. get hungry, beware. You watch yourself. <laughs> <laughs> we got to drive to Charlotte ahead. <laughs> 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 Wasn't me. Oh, God. Um, so, anyways, what was I going to say? Oh, so, Kyle. So, I've known Andy since, you know, like, I don't even know how long. Your when husband, Andy. Yes, my yeah. husband, Andy. So, Kyle was eight when I started hanging out with him. So, I've raced him in go-karts uh, myself right. and taken him, like, to Charlotte by myself. And um, so, when he started racing uh, USAC Midgets, I, um, you know, we didn't really, I mean, it's just kind of Andy and I sort of fun in the program out of my <laughs> out of my millions of dollars that everybody <laughs> thinks I have. That's the Ferrari. Um, yeah. yeah. And um, I told him, man, just because we don't have the spares in the truck doesn't mean that I can't take this book and overnight something to fix the car. Right. You know, and, and he that really stuck with him. And uh, so he drove with confidence that whatever he crashed, we could fix it overnight. Right, sure. Um, so, you know, if I do that with my little brother-in-law, I certainly do that with my kids. Is that egg? What is that? Oh, uh, yeah. It's, it's called Tomago. And it's basically, it's, it's yeah, it's just egg kind of splayed out. Huh. Avocados, and then these are basically chicken fingers with rice. <laughs> are you serious? Yep. yep. Get I, out of here. Yep, it, they're amazing. That is perfect for Andy. See, there you go. My husband would eat that all day long. No, see, the the I uh, what's funny is the, the the area of California I live in is is right next to a pretty big Asian community because uh -huh. I'm creepy, and um, <laughs> every place has like an obligatory series of white guy dishes. And so you kind of learn what 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 the white guy dishes are. So, so if they're if if your husband's not into kind of foreign food or whatever, I guarantee you there's usually a couple of things that you can find as long as he knows it's there. So wow. Yeah. So these are literally just chicken fingers with rice and avocado. Yeah, that's so awesome. it's excellent. Hmm. Huh? Yeah, because he's finally getting used to sushi. Yeah. So that's the thing driving for Derek. I always um, like he would always test my my food palate. Mm, right. And. Um, he took me to St. Elmo's and did the whole, you know, spicy, um, oh God. the cocktail sauce, shrimp cocktail yeah. sauce. So we had dinner with uh, Brian Clausen last night. Oh. And 
we got into sort of a little bit about you know sort of the challenge of USAC guys coming over to IndyCar, but obviously you fit in that same sort of mm -hmm. mold of coming from short tracks and 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 you know open wheel stuff. Why? What do you think the biggest challenge is for USAC guys and the ability to cross over? Um, technique. The cars just drive so much different. Sure. Um, and I take the heat for Brian in 2012, 100,000%. Um, I didn't give him enough testing um, to be in, in that race car to be comfortable. Yep. And to throw him into that position. I mean, granted, he had um, he had a teammate, so that was helpful. You know, whereas when I was at Walker, I didn't have somebody to really talk to. Mm -hmm. Robbie Gordon down the road. <laughs> right. <laughs> um, but you know, nobody really sit with and me. And even that, his teammate was a rookie. And exactly. That was yeah. where I was going. Yeah. Even that, Joseph was still figuring things out himself. Right. So. Um, you know, that I, I felt really bad after looking at that, you know, because for me, I, God, I think I tore up seven or eight race cars my first year, yeah. and we only had, like, <coughs> nine or ten races. Right, <laughs> right. <laughs> that includes <laughs> testing, though, please, you know. But, um, you know, he's – it's just a technique. When you drive a front-engine car to a rear-engine car, um, the way you feel a front-engine car is just uh, all through, like, your body and your hips mm -hmm. and your feet, and you drive it with the throttle. Um, and an indie car is completely opposite. <laughs> you yeah. drive it with your hands, and it's all eye coordination, right. um, and you don't drive with a throttle at all. So he had to completely learn a new technique of driving overnight yeah. um, at the biggest freaking stage in the world yeah. without having any races, without having any pit stops, right. and any practice prior. Right. Um, and I assume you guys were in a position where he couldn't exactly write a lot of cars off. No. Yeah. Uh -uh. Um, and so he's under the stress of that. And, you know, and nowadays IndyCar doesn't have an oval before Indy er, before the Indy 500, yeah. which I think is a mistake. Yeah. Um, but I don't do the schedule, and I know that's an incredibly difficult thing to do. Right. So if they could have an oval prior to Indianapolis, I think that would be helpful. Right. Um, so, you know, here we go. Um, and... Um, that was just that was just a bad uh, just a bad experience, and I take a hundred percent of that um, myself. Well, he actually was more positive about that experience than his last season, last yeah. year's. Yeah, that's a good thing to say. Actually, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. So they struggled. You're more. in the clear from his side, apparently. Yeah. Um, mm. But yeah, he said he actually felt better that year than he did this year in terms of on track performance. Now, would you ever get back in a sprint car if you could? Not walk mm. I did the Chili Bowl oh, you last did? year. Mm -hmm. Awesome. I didn't know that. How'd you too. do? How many times I was did you about flip? halfway. I didn't flip at all. Oh, nice. Knock on wood. I almost <laughs> did. Scared the crap out of myself. <laughs> 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 but um, I was, I think, in. Well, I won the D main. <laughs> <laughs> that sucks. You need a minute. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, but it was because I. Uh, so Dave Darland and Kyle were my two teammates. Yeah. And Dave, you know, I ran sprint cars. So Dave comes over and he's like, hey, man, you got to get on the cushion. You know, cushions are really good. You know, what are you doing? Yeah. <laughs> Come on. I'm like, I, don't, I haven't run a midget. Like, I, I've never run a midget on dirt. I don't know what I'm doing. Like, I need to just stick to the bottom and make that the best I can make it. Right. No, 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 no. You got to run the cushion. That's where it's at. It's like Dave Darling is in the room. Yeah. I didn't know we had him on the podcast. Yeah, wow. Gosh, I love him. He's a great guy, but <laughs> I listened to him mistakenly, and I tried to run the cushion, and I sucked. Yeah. I did horrible <laughs> in my heat race, and I like, finished, like, last. So I went to, like, the E main or something and transferred one and won the D main and then transferred to the C, and then I just didn't make it any further. But I, I wound up sticking to the bottom and, like, right. driving by everybody on the bottom because <coughs> I 
wound up perfecting that and getting that right. Right. You know, you know like anybody can do the bottom <laughs> if they just try hard. <laughs> and um, it was a lot of fun. I want to do it next year. So, I mean, are you familiar how many mains they have? <laughs> I mean, it depends. Isn't there like depends a, a the J main? Right? Like, mm -hmm. I mean, it goes. There's like 30 some mains. Yeah. So to make it to D. No, not on Saturday. This was on my qualifying day. Uh, okay. That's why I said it sucked. Uh, I was like, I, I, don't, I can't believe I didn't know this. Oh, no. yeah. Sure. It, I've never it's been. Ridiculous, if I would, so. there was yeah. Last year was a uh, record-breaking entry of like 300 and Holy shit. 23, 26 entries. Yeah. It was cool. I, so I wound up about halfway up the chain because right. I made it to the I main, I think. Uh, the I main or the K. Um, which was about halfway up the ladder. So I, and that's what I kind of wanted to do going into because I'd never run a midget on dirt. Right. I didn't know. They have, like, tons of slip angle compared sure. to the sprint car. You drive it into the cushion and, you know, like, use the wing to turn the car, and it's really smooth as opposed to people thinking that they're really jerky and you have to have a yeah. lot of slip angle. Well, midget, it's like a ton of slip angle because if you enter the cushion straight, you're going to flip your butt <laughs> off. You know, like, <laughs> it doesn't have enough horsepower, you know, to get the car to turn with right. that little itty-bitty right rear tire. Um, so, anyways, um, I did all right. That's kind of what I wanted to do, and I, I did that, and I had so much fun, and the fans really got into it because I was really the only IndyCar person <laughs> down there. Right. Um, and, uh, you know, there's a ton of NASCAR people that go. Sure. Uh, so it was fun. I, I, I totally want to do that again, and I, I think I'll run another dirt race or two um, prior to it because i got to get ready. i got to get a little bit better. <laughs> <laughs> So uh, a reoccurring theme we've been doing on the show is a pass-along question. Mm. And since we were just talking about sprint car racing and Brian Clausen, he was our last guest. And so Brian's Clausen, Brian's Clausen. Oh, no. Brian's question for you. No, no, you're fine. It's actually very similar to uh, what we were talking about. Thank you. Um, Can I have a ride? <laughs> <laughs> That's what we said. <laughs> Can I get a job? Uh, what was the hardest part of giving up driving? Oh. Um. Oh. He asked that question. That little butthead. We were gonna ask it, so we blamed yeah. it on him. We're hiding it. Yeah. yeah. Um, hardest part about giving up driving. There's a bunch of hard things with that. Um, I would say two things really. The first thing is selfish, and that is being able to drive fast race cars, <laughs> because I know you know how much work goes into getting fast race cars. Yeah. You know, that it's selfish of me to say, okay, get out. I'm going to go drive it now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right? So when I see, um, <laughs> you know, I have a ton of pride in seeing Joseph and the 67 crew at Barber yeah. go win that race. Yeah. Um, because I, I was able to put that, help put that together. Right. Um, you know, that, that for me gives me tons of joy. Um, because, you know, me getting out of the race car was the enabler right. uh, to start that. Um, and the other part, I guess, to, um, being hard to get out of the car is, uh, affecting the situation, you know, and, and helping the situation because as the driver, you know, you, you have almost control over how the direction of things go right. or, you know, you can, you can help, help how the race goes mm -hmm. or, you know, you, you direct the traffic. Um, and, you know, there's so many times where even in the fa past four years, I just wish I could crawl in there and fix it, yeah. you know, because I know I could right. on certain occasions if I just could get in there and fix it. And um, for me, that's that's hard to do. It's, it's hard for me to delegate. Um, it's 
become easier and easier. And the more that I surround myself with talented people, it's so easy. Right. Ask Bri. <laughs> like, I'm like, I need help with this deck. She's like, oh, I can do this video. I can do this. And I'm like, wow, okay, here, do this, this, and this. <laughs> um, you know, and, and same thing for, you know, Joseph driving. It's even easier for me to be out of the race car because I, um, I see that. Um, and I see the success they have. And it's like watching Ed win at Kentucky. You know, a lot of people forget about that, um, that 2011. But that, for me, made it so concrete that right. the choice I made was the, right uh, was the right way to go. Because I got out of the race car, and I decided to have a family. And I put, you know, winning people in place with a driver that I knew was totally successful on ovals. Right. And they spent three weeks building that race car to the absolute best they possibly could. Every member on the race team contributed to that. Um, with little tiny projects and they had three weeks to do it where everybody else is out racing you know and, and we were focused on ovals and he went out and won it um, and that car was was really good so good um, he even had a screw fell out on his on the left side of his helmet okay on the last pit stop the guys had to tape his shield back on because oh, no he was driving one hand right holding the shield on so you know it just it's just it's just really the joy of that kind of balances out you know the the hard abilities or the hard thing is about being out of the car I guess his final or he's, he wanted an A. Oh yes, he wanted another question yeah and he too? was like yeah. Yeah, another thing he's very demanding <laughs> he's a driver Who they're is all this greedy guy? <laughs> yeah. and he just uh, how many times a week do you think about getting back in the car um I don't zero zero I'm not typing anything <laughs> mm -mm, <laughs> I don't I I think about how many times I have to change a dirty diaper <laughs> oh you know I I, I just I don't, you know, it, it to me, um, it's not worth the risk. I'm not comfortable risking that. Um, you know, for me as an IndyCar driver, you have to crawl in the seat saying I may or may not come home. And, um, I'm just not willing to say that. Um, you know, I'm anymore anymore. Yeah. You know, I did at one time yeah. and had no fear and was just uh, all about it. And, uh, you know, my famous comment was, well, that's what insurance is for, you know. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, and you have a plan. And, and, you know, I think families nowadays have that conversation. And they are fine with that. And they move forward as a family unit together. Right. Um, but, you know, that's not that doesn't work for my family. That doesn't work for who we are and Andy and I and our kids. And that this, I, being a mom is just different for me. And I want to be there with my kids. And so I'm just not. I'm just not willing to do that. Yeah. So um, I want to be able to, however, focus my energies and, you know, my abilities on, you know, more of the sales and marketing side to be able to give tools to kids that really deserve the opportunity right. to be in cars to win races. I've had the opportunity to hire drivers, straight up hire drivers since 2011. And as a small team, that doesn't happen. Right. Um, so that for me I take a lot of pride in that now granted I've had partners do that I've been thankful because Wink Hartman is the number one reason I've been able to do that right. um, but still I had <laughs> had to get him in it yeah. get him right. energized about it and keep him in the sport right so yeah, um, yeah. Uh, so our next guest is Simon Pagano so if you could pass along the question <laughs> to him what would it be well you know other than asking him about blocking Joseph and Sonoma question I would say you know, how many times have you been called uh, Jean Girard? Fair enough. So when we were with Derek, um, his pass along question to Brian Clausen was like, I think the only question we've gotten this whole time where both Ryan and I were like, F we don't have one of those. <laughs> like he, he was like very commonplace and, and asked, so what's, what's your five-year plan? 
Who said that? Uh, Derek. Derek to, towards Brian Claus. Are you serious? Yeah, yeah. and Ryan and I are like, oh, that's yeah. an And then he question. like asked us. Not yeah. He's like, like, you two, what's your plan? We're like, uh, uh, he didn't know who either of us were. And yeah. I think Sean told him like several times he still didn't know. Yeah. Because like he thought this is what we do. Yeah. Oh, like, are you serious? He, like the first thing he's like, how do you make a living at this? We're like, no, no, no. no. Yeah. It's like a side thing we're trying to put back. Yeah. You don't get it. Uh, but so so kind of passing it along, though, is, is there a, a three-year, a five-year plan for, for Sarah Fisher or for CFH? Hmm. Um, yeah, kind of. Well, <laughs> so there is get for me. I don't know about the race team. <laughs> um, <laughs> I don't know about that stupid race. <laughs> Just kidding. Um, you know, our race team is forever evolving because of the merger between Ed Carpenter and myself and Wink. So this is the second year of the merger, and it'll be a little bit th different dynamic uh, again, you know, but as organizations merge, you always have change and just trying to build upon it. It's never easy. It's always difficult, especially when you have two very well-run organizations get together and try to just, pfft, here you go. Um, so, you know, Ed, Ed's doing a really good job, and, um, you know, we'll just see how it goes. Hang in there um, with it. Uh, Andy, however, my husband Andy moved on from the race team, and he is um, he is my point of contact. He is the one guy. He's the operations manager uh, now for the big, big, big karting center that we are building on Main Street and uh, Speedway. So it's going to be uh, about a 60,000 square foot building. Wow, that's cool. Um, it'll be uh, two tracks. There's going to be a banked oval oh, wow. sunk oh, in the wow. ground that's about 15 degrees. No way. Yeah. How long is that lap? Uh, well, I don't know. It's about a 300-foot oval. Okay. It's pretty sweet. Yeah. It's bi just big enough for um, you to think maybe a midget. <laughs> 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 um, there's also going the road course is, I think, 12 turns, and it's two levels. Cool. So oh Andy wow. is in Italy right now um, with 360 Karting, who does the modules that they'll right. ship over to yep. build the track uh, inside. It also has a grill. It'll have uh, two levels, both with outdoor seating, a fireplace called 1911. Okay. Honestly, so that's our grill, yeah. and um, yeah, so it'll be like convention area and meeting space and all nice. that stuff. So someone had to run that. When is uh, when is that slated to open? April of next year. Cool. So season two. Yep, yeah, season two. So we had to, we had to come for the opening. Yeah, <laughs> yeah you're more than welcome to come. We, we'll have lots of soft openings, and it's going to be a big headache because <laughs> uh, it's a multi-million dollar project, and it does not involve anyone else financially but Andy and I. Oh, wow. So I literally have sold off half of my body and given it to the bank. Right. So <laughs> right. You got rid of your um, Ferrari. Yeah, I got rid of my my non-existent Ferrari. <sighs> yeah. I, uh, what about the jet? I, I financed you the uh, jet? I financed the non-existent jet. Oh, man. It's oh, tough wow. times. Uh, yeah. yeah, so... It's uh, Bree's seen me on days when I've sold some of the uh, sponsorship stuff and yeah. uh, trying to figure out how to, you know, because you have to have some equity in it yeah. uh, to build it. And she's seen some of the ups and downs of it. And uh, we're here finally. And it's just amazing. And um, just our, our banking partner is just phenomenal. It's just and it's SBA funded partially, too. So I don't know how the heck I got <laughs> SBA to fund a go kart track. Right. But they did. And it just, it's just, it's going to be awesome. Right next door to the Speedway. That's so fantastic. when it opens, on uh -huh. day one, first tweet, you standing by the karting center, just another day at my karting track, no, no big, big deal. deal. <laughs> 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 yeah, exactly. Uh, anyway, so are you, uh, are you getting used to late night TV now with uh, baby hours? Uh, yeah, kind of. So last night, I s I'm going to school for some whatever dumb reason. Um, really? <laughs> so yeah, I'm doing that That's too. That's awesome. Well, so selfishly, I wanted to get Kyle free schooling because 
Uh, it originated when I promised his parents, my in-laws, that I would get him free schooling with IUPUI when they sponsored the race team uh -huh. um, in the motorsports marketing program. Well, they kind of failed me, so I kind of wanted to Make do them. And uh, went to WGU with my friend, uh, Governor Daniels, Mitch. Mitch said uh, to Hashtag go. Hashtag name drop. Yeah, Hashtag wow. Hashtag name drop. Jeez. He said, go to WGU. Allison over there will take care of you. It's really cool. But uh, So I met with her, and she's like, what about you? You should go to school, too. Kind of had to go with hand in hand. Of so course. here I am, year three. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so last night, instead of late night TV, I was boring my daughter on my computer reading a global business class. So what are you working on? Uh, Global business, something. Okay. So, no. Can we? Can <laughs> we invent something? Can you Just go? Just a four regular four-year business administration <laughs> degree. It's kind of boring, but I never went to college. I was always racing. Can we yeah. call you Dr. Sarah Fisher? No. Can we, call oh. you? we just want to. I'm years yeah. away from right. doctor status. We're gonna put that in the title of this one to download. <sighs> yeah. yeah, interview with doctor. <laughs> Whatever. So what's what's the most horrific children's programming you're stuck watching all the time? Um, Octonauts. Octa <laughs> what the hell are the Octonauts? The Octonauts. Didn't that is hesitate. the most annoying yeah. song I have ever heard. Because it's all about repetition, right? Oh I mean, it's God. a life we don't know. I but, uh, can sing um, Hot Dog Diggity Dog, which is the end of Mickey Mouse. Okay. Got that down. Um, <laughs> the Octonauts is just, it's just so annoying. Oh, my God. It's about these little sea creatures that go on missions. And I don't know what my daughter's in. And the Paw Patrol is really big right now. Paw Patrol. Paw Patrol. It's about these little puppies that go and save the day. Oh, and I'm in. No jobs too big. <laughs> no pups too small. Paw Patrol. <laughs> Paw Patrol. Now we have Are we going to get sued for that? Uh, we might, but it's uh, you didn't <laughs> sign yeah. an indemnification, I'm so just, it's fine. you know, yeah. <laughs> oh, gosh. It's great. But we're over frozen. So that's a good Okay. <laughs> we're that's past the frozen <laughs> stage. Thank God. <sighs> I wasn't that into that movie. At all. Did like you watch I, it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because um, I'm creepy. But, uh, That's uh, okay. Uh, I, I do like Disney movies, but I never have understood. Maybe it's because I didn't grow up with a sister. I don't know. But that movie has done nothing for, you? Of, yeah, for me in terms of, like, compared to old, like, Lion King is a cool movie or, or what. But, well, but, uh, my kids does don't appreciate, like, the Lion King because sure, the graphics old. suck. Yeah. You know, right. like, compared to <laughs> Which Frozen. is funny because like, that came out in, like, 93. Like, yeah. It's yeah. not that old. But have you I seen any of these movies we're talking about or are you just like, oh, yeah. I'm 31. Okay. I'm 31. I saw The Lion King. Okay. But I mean, <laughs> like, you know, like Frozen or, Rapu or Tangled or no, Rio. No, or but I, I mean, I, I do like, like, I, we were talking about this yesterday. You haven't seen. Uh, Wreck-It Ralph. I have not. Oh, no. that's not too bad. I liked it. Yeah. yeah. Wreck-It Ralph. But I think that was the last bad. one I saw that was relatively new. Okay. Yeah. But I've s I have the internet, so I'm familiar with Frozen. <laughs> <laughs> you should take your daughter to see uh, Sicario. Sicario? <laughs> what yeah. is that? It's a really good children's <laughs> I not. don't think so. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm not even We, we actually <laughs> we went on a date. Uh, oh, I, got to, I got to go on a date with Sean yeah. and his girlfriend. Yeah. Oh, that it was it was fun. I had a drink to get through it. Yeah, exactly. That's it's okay. not a kids' movie. That's okay. That is okay. You've been on a couple of late night shows, haven't you? Like yeah, Leno and back in the day. Right. Who was the worst? The worst? Yeah, it was one of them. Just you're just like, oh, this guy doesn't know me at all. I'll tell care. you what. When I did Leno, the, <laughs> the lady that I had like managing me at the time, she made me go get this like purple suit. I don't know why I li listened, <laughs> 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 but it was not like I, I look back at this video and I'm like, oh, my God, who picked out that purple suit? I God. was an intern when you no. went there. 
at NBC. Really? Yeah, because I remember really? Sarah Fisher was like, I'm the only person there who knows anything about racing. Yeah. I was like, oh, oh cool, cool, Sarah Fisher's on. And I went and I saw. I got like, to go see it well, just like, here recently. Up. Like, yeah. what, like three or four years ago, I went to his garage. He, sh- he toured yeah. me around his garage. That was pretty cool. Yeah. yeah. I liked that. That was awesome. And then. Um, he literally did drive a different car into the soundstage every day. Really? Yeah. It, it was impressive to see. The guy is an avid lover. Yeah. That's for sure. <laughs> you probably you've probably seen Ludacris hanging around the racetrack since him and Marco are best friends. No. <laughs> no. Weird. Are you sport? Yeah. Do you follow any sports car racing? No. <laughs> Did you know that Spencer Pelly killed somebody? Huh? Yeah, because no. I brought up the Ludacris thing because uh, Marco likes to talk about how, you know, how bros they are or whatever. But I was telling Sean, I don't even know how it came up. That Ludacris is at the Fontana race two years ago. Okay. I, was, I was there because I was racing the next day. Uh-huh. And I literally, like, tripped over him because he's a little guy. Yeah? Yeah, I, I, I thought he was, like, you know, 6'6 six, six or something. Like dude. Well, in all the videos, he's, like, he's yeah. as tall as everyone else. Yeah. But Does no. he stand on boxes Yeah, I think time? he must because yeah, he's they, a little guy. Well, they must have, like, the bitches must be incredibly short. <laughs> in the it's hard to find short bitches. I know. Oh, Tell God. me about it. <laughs> oh, no. You guys had a Hillary Clinton come by yeah. your team? Oh, no. Transition? Did you but have we also to had Sarah Palin, so we have both sides. Did you have to pay either of them? No. Oh, that's good. No, they were both. Well, Hillary was uh, in, she was running. It was election time. And uh, that was before she called Indiana a flyover state. And <laughs> Holy shit. She called <laughs> That's how you win votes. Yeah, yeah. she did mar- that recently. You know what like she needs? This marketing. She needs marketing. Yeah. She needs marketing. Yeah. I can't believe she... And she visited the 500. Like, it, they shut down... Like, all the teams were pissed. Because right. they shut down the garage. And, like, she came... We were in C Garage. And she came in and, I mean, just shut the place down. Right. And um, it was pretty neat. We, uh, we had Sarah Palin out, too. She came... Um, what was it? Two years ago? Uh, was it actually her or just Tina Fey? No, it was actually her. I she came. Are you sure? She hung out. She was under the fly, though. She wasn't out, like, trying to get votes. Uh, she just wanted to come to the 500. So her yeah. and her husband um, came, and they had a couple people with them, and they just kind of went to our suite, and, you know, she, we got pictures with her, and the C21 people loved that. Yeah, sure. Oh, yeah. She drank a little bit? How drunk was she? I don't know. I was on the stand. How so drunk were you? I wasn't drunk. You don't drink during the race? No, I don't. So the one time that, so when Ed won at Kentucky. I like the, but one time. That's always going to start, that's going to end well. The one time he won Kentucky. (laughs) He just won once at Kentucky. You're going to get me in trouble. So We're going to get you fans. (laughs) (laughs) She's boozing on the stand. I like it. No. So when he won won at Kentucky, I was in the suite. And so, you know, the last 10 laps, because I'm up there entertaining Dollar General. Like, I'm just doing the best job I can. And I had to ride the golf cart down during the last 10 laps. I didn't get to watch it. Because right. I'm like, I want to be in Victory Circle. I want to yeah, get right. down there. I'm, so I'm <laughs> riding the golf cart around Kentucky. And this golf cart is the slowest sure. POS that we have. Like, cause that's all we could afford at the time. <laughs> we didn't buy the golf cart parts. Like, we bought the race cart parts. You know, like, <laughs> priorities, <laughs> you know? And so it's like, and it's always, of course, when you need it, that it's going to go the slowest. Oh my God. Yeah. And so I swore to myself that if I was going to work hard and get the team tools it needed and all this stuff that I would stay on the stand for, for races instead of being in the suite. So I'll go to the suite during the race, but you know, like a third of the way to the end, 
I'll get down on this on whatever stand right. I'm on. But you set it up so that during a race you don't have a you're not in a strategy role or no. you're in a place. I got right hire people away. better than me to do that. <laughs> I I get too emotional. Sure. I will admit that I am a very emotional person, <laughs> and I would probably get pissed off and not calm my driver down whatsoever. So sure. how much yeah. of the prize money from Kentucky was allocated towards golf cart? You know, upkeep. Um, none, actually. <laughs> Still got that no, golf cart. No, <laughs> I actually would. I would say I li I'm lying. That's a lie. Uh, we <laughs> we got um, three brand new golf carts after Kentucky. Nice. Not from me. Uh, Wink Hartman bought them. He heard so about he it. He was though. like, yeah. "We've got to get like, some golf carts. We can't carts. have this. <laughs> we can't have that happen." I'm again. getting smoked by Michael Andretti. Yeah. Well, he didn't have a golf cart because I took the one oh. golf cart. We'll see. There you go. And he got stuck, and somebody yeah. had to get like a rental golf cart to get him and some other people from DG down to. <laughs> Because he wasn't a huge partner at the time. It was still just Sarah Fisher racing. Right. So um, he was just then starting to buy into the team for, you know, to bring in capital to buy these new race cars that they had to have. So. Yeah. How sick are you hear of hearing the term, do you know Danica? Uh, I'm not. Nobody really asks me that anymore. Really? Yeah. Mm. How's your sushi? My sushi was excellent. My chicken fingers with rice. All right. So you would live in Indiana. Uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> There's, um, how do I put this? Oh, come on. No, no, no. Now. The, 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 yeah, the, the city of Indianapolis is lovely. Uh, we've been here several times, uh, with, with a sports car team. I was able to kiss the brick, so I have great memories here. Mm -hmm. Um, but, uh, let's just say relative to my personal taste, it's a little homogenous here. Oh, well, I got nothing. No, nothing against Indiana. That's code for there's no Asian chicks. Reminds me of Charlotte. Yeah. <laughs> I guess we'll see it in nine hours. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Well, are there are there are there uh, is there like a secret community of hot Asian chicks? Yeah, there is. Yeah, you just haven't <laughs> explored it yet. Oh, I like how she right. immediately. Yeah, yeah. All right. Yeah. Uh, so yeah. we're not going to Charlotte. Um, <laughs> we're we're getting a city tour with Sarah Fisher. Yeah, I'll show you all around. Sounds like we know have a video. Right. Excited for next year. Everything good. All lined up. I think so. It's a work in progress. Yeah, you, you know, guys just announced Joseph, right? Yep. Yeah, yeah that was mostly Ed. <laughs> so. Um, you got to take credit for it. No. You're doing it wrong. Right. Yeah, yeah. This I is this is a thing. Yeah. <laughs> no. Uh, yeah. So it, yeah, mostly it was just everything is a work in progress. Sponsors and laying it out and you know which cars where and how all that works. So. Just gotta go raise some more money. Do the mechanics? It's the same old uh, story. Do the mechanics get lost in Joseph's eyes? No. No. I don't think so. Okay. He's there's a handsome man. There's no like love connection. Who handles your social media? This one. Right. How's that going? It's going good, right? I think. <laughs> <laughs> wow, well, you, you must be doing a good job <laughs> if she's asking you how you're doing. <laughs> like, the oh, social digitals are are being handled I well. I have five. Hundred followers. <laughs> <laughs> the social digitals are going going very well. So we don't we don't want to keep you too long, but but uh, when but. When, you, when you spoke earlier, it was as if Dave Darlin was in the room. Are there are there any other master impressions you do? Oh, master impressions. Let's hear a Derek Walker. Hmm, I don't really do a Derek Walker very well because well, I don't. That's do what accents. we were hoping. I don't do accents. I that's why we're asking. I don't even know what he sounds like. I can't even <laughs> hear him. <laughs> <Just> <laughs> I don't have an axe. I can't do it. Mm -mm. Let's see an impression of Brie. Uh, well, I can't do that either. She's original. Man. Yeah. Who works for who here? Jeez. I know. It's a team. I'm telling you. When you're in my environment, it's a team effort. 
Just in my environment, though. You know what I mean? Know what I mean? Yeah, All right. There you go. Well, thanks for coming to have yeah, sushi yeah. with us. Appreciate thanks it. Thanks for buying me sushi. Yeah, for yeah. sure. I was very much looking forward to it. Cool. Appreciate it. got the check. There, very much. Thank you. I'm finished. All right. Sarah Fisher, Tegri Sushi. Really not much more I can add. If there is a season two, I hope we can uh, head out to her karting center in the spring because it sounds freaking awesome. So, all right, we're going to close this out with another song by Grouch and Elig. Excuse me, that's The Grouch and Elig, also available on iTunes. Uh, This is a song called People of the Sun. Enjoy. The music is heady, heavy, and moody But right now I feel like it's just my duty The track is haunting and soothing Checking out my bruises, perusing Pain in the muscles, improving Movement and loosely Sinking ships in my battlefield Cause I don't think I need it any longer The battle's over, the tape keeps spinning onward It's so hard when the brain keeps spinning Like a merry-go-round Then step to the mouth, throw strikes at the mic Like a Cy Young winner with a rookie at bat And a grease the palm But at least I'm calm When I reach that time When I no longer need my songs And you'll never hear from this man again The end and then I'm gone And then I'm on to the next Effects of a man who's never satisfied At 50% my test I guess it's the one that can't be studied for Can't use a body for, can't cheat can't delete, can't skip Reach for the hands of God And once I'm there I check my grip Now, never say never So I'll never say I'll never slip Even though that choice is not optional Not written in my script Cause that means death And I'm not ready to die Not yet, matter of fact I'm ready to fly Fly, fly in the heart of a man Means giving all I got to the game Till I make every last person Feel the same Feel the same I'm to show my name Show my name to you The time is now What a people love the world And not the people love the sun Everybody got a chapter on them Getting a job done But you're doing it for them So I'm 
voting out them people up the sun Everybody got a job to run and getting a job done What are you doing for them some jump families of four and be running Forward and for back what never does the way we need to run What are you knowing that this better to give than it is received That is the way we all should live in that is how we should believe For the fools and all them riches and the world they would deceive And the ones who realize that what we never got to choose Oh,